Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News for Tuesday, March 8th, 2022. Stand up for your country. We're very happy you're with us on a very busy news day. And President Biden and oil, that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. Well, so Mr. Biden is not going to buy any more oil from Russia. And that's good. That's good. Unlike some of the uh, other people in the media, I think Joe Biden's doing a pretty good job um, in this very difficult situation. Um, The run up to it is totally different, and we'll get into that heavily this evening. But Congress will pass uh, this resolution that uh, the United States doesn't buy any more oil from Putin for the time being. Putin sends about 672,000 barrels a day to America. That's about 8% of our entire supply. We'll be able to make that up, um, OPEC and some other producers, as well as ramping up U.S. uh, oil production, which is, of course, where Biden fell down. Um, Right now, the American boycott of Russian oil is not going to hurt Putin all that much. He'll sell it elsewhere, but he has to sell it at a discount because he's got that oil already earmarked for our shores and it's not coming here. Remember, when you buy oil contracts, when any nation buys them, they pay in advance for the contracts. It's not like the oil gets delivered and then you peel off some bills. That's not how it works. So uh, in the future, the near future anyway, uh, the Russian economy takes another hit. And you know that uh, Europe is going to try to, they can't boycott Russian oil entirely, but they're going to cut back. And that's a great opportunity for the USA, as we will discuss now. So the Biden administration is not telling the American people the truth, and that's not, you know, all administrations propagandize. But the Biden administration has lifted it up to a really, really high level. So now the president is telling, and he did again today, the American people that, nah, these high oil prices, gas prices, it's not my fault. Putin did it. Roll the tape. Well, I I think there's no question that, as we have seen, and outside analysts have conveyed this as well, the increase in the anticipated continued increase, which is, I think, what some of your colleagues were asking about, that that is a a direct result of uh, the invasion of Ukraine. And that's just a sleight of hand. It's just not true. So here are the facts. When Donald Trump left office, the average price of a gallon of gasoline in the USA was $2.57. Okay? Okay. About a year later, under Biden, okay, the price had risen to $3, all right, and 56, seven cents. So it was more than a buck up. Not another new with Putin. Okay, Putin wasn't, didn't do anything. So why? Why under Biden did prices go up 40% for a gallon of gas? Why? The reason is that from the first day he was in office, President Biden made it more difficult to harvest fossil fuel. So he says, oh, no, no, we got 9,000 contracts, drilling contracts that haven't been touched. Well, you can't drill without government approval. And the Biden administration was making people jump through hoops 
to get the approval to harvest oil. And they had to pay a lot more because they had to do this and they had to do that and they had all. So the oil company said, you know what? We're not even going to bother. We're not going to spend all this money because we think that the Biden administration is going to put more onerous, word of the day, onerous regulations on us. So we'll just, you know, keep it below capacity. We'll make money, but we're not going to invest in major drilling operations. And then the Biden administration says, no, Alaska, which is our biggest oil reserve. If we would tap Alaskan oil, we would be entirely 100% self-sufficient and we'd be making billions exporting. I only agree with Senator Lisa Murkowski on one thing, and that's oil in Alaska, okay? So we can't drill because we'll upset the caribou? Is that what it is? Will, will some polar bears be annoyed? Because nobody lives there up in those barrel oil fields. So we all know what this is. The climate change warriors, the fanatics, convince Biden to get away from fossil fuel. They want higher gas prices, so you'll use less oil and pollute the atmosphere less. So Biden, as befuddled as he is, didn't say, if I stop the American oil industry, if I put all these regulations and make it so much harder to harvest oil, bad things might happen. He never did that. He's not smart enough to do it. That's what I wrote in my message of the day on BillOReilly.com, and I hope you read that every morning. He's not smart enough to project out that his actions have consequences. And so Putin, sitting over there for a year, raking in hundreds of billions of dollars because people have to buy oil from him, all right, knows that if he invades Ukraine, anybody does anything to him, he can drive the price of oil up to where it is now, $130 a barrel. And Putin said, ah, oh, they're not going to come down on me. They know the worldwide economy would be wrecked if I do. But they, we are coming down on them. And that's a good thing. We'll have to suffer. The whole world will. But we can't let this monster do what he's doing. You can't. Okay. So Biden's not telling the truth. And it annoys me. The other thing he said today um, that I have to research and I'll have it for you tomorrow. Remember, this is a serious news program. This isn't cable news. And I worked there for more than 20 years. There's nobody knows more about it than I do. This isn't that. We actually research. So Biden said today, more drilling under my administration than Trump's. We'll get the facts. We'll get it. It's not easy to get because we have to go through every individual American oil company to get it. But so I'm not throwing it on until I have it. I should have it tomorrow. Got good researchers on it. Now, how does this affect you directly? Obviously, the average American home right now is paying $2,000 more a year for gas and oil and air conditioning at etc. And that will go up. This is according to Yardeni Research, Y-A-R-D-E-N-I. They study this. They also say that grocery costs are up a thousand. Add them together, that's three grand more 
We're paying under Biden than we paid under Trump for stuff we have to have. Now, that's a lot of jack for people making $50,000, $60,000 a year. So $3,000, nobody was counting on. And, and remember, the gas prices are the highest in history now. And that's one of the reasons that Putin didn't think that we would lash back so hard. He thought Germany would fold. Germany hasn't folded. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the largest online nursery in the USA? With more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions of satisfied customers. I have their trees and plants at my home, and they're fantastic. Have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries? Finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure, believe me. With fast-growing trees, it's different. From fruit trees to houseplants, they have it all delivered right to your doorstep. Plus, their plant experts are always available for advice. And here's the best part. This spring, they have up to half off on select plants. And my audience can get an extra 15% off by using promo code BILL at checkout. So please go to FastGrowingTrees.com. Use promo code BILL at checkout. Okay. So now we have to go and advance the story um, that, yes, Joe Biden is doing what he should do to punish Putin for Ukraine. That is true. Now, I watched some broadcasts last night where they're making excuses for Putin. I mean, I'm just shocked. It's just, I mean, I'm sitting there going, are you kidding me? And some of the stuff that's coming out on the left and the right, both far branches, you, you just say, this is preposterous, but it's there. But I will tell you the truth. This has to be done. Now, here's another interesting oil story. So one of the most liberal senators serving today is Blumenthal of Connecticut. And here's what he says. Go. We need to suspend the gas tax, 18.4 cents a gallon. There's no need for it. In fact, there's a need to suspend it and put pressure on the oil companies to produce more. Well, he's absolutely correct. So you suspend the federal gas tax, which is 18 cents. So for every gallon that we buy, 18 cents of that goes to the government. Well, suspend it temporarily, suspend it. And then the state should do the same thing. Do you realize in California, you guys out there pay 68 cents a gallon to the state? In New York, it's 48, in Florida, 44 cents a gallon. So if the states and the feds would suspend that, you'd bring down the price of gasoline a buck or 75 cents a gallon. That would matter, right? All right, so Blumenthal, a crazy leftist, is correct. However, I asked my staff, I said, research what he, his past gasoline stands have been. In 2019, March 27, 2019, Blumenthal and other uh, climate change uh, fanatics like 
Hirono of Hawaii, Markey of Massachusetts, Feinstein of California, Kamala Harris of California, they all filed a brief with the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Ninth Circuit, which is based in California, arguing that major oil companies and producers have interfered and blocked action in Congress on climate change. So Blumenthal was trying to hurt the oil companies just three years ago, three years ago. But now, oh, we got to drill. You see how with phonies they are? Oh, geez, it's unbelievable. All right, I got three tips for you to save some money real quick on uh, your gasoline purchase. Number one, buy on Mondays. Monday is the day, the slowest day and the, the lowest prices. Use Gas Buddy. Gas Buddy is an app that helps you locate the cheapest gas in your area. And third, if you can, buy from Costco, Sam's Club, these big operations that sell gas a little bit more inexpensively. Okay? Um, The two biggest blunders of the Biden administration are failing to enforce immigration law and the way it has handled the oil fossil fuel industry. Those are the two biggest blunders, unforced errors both, so that you know. And that's my message of the day. All right, Ukraine, here's the latest. More than two million people driven out of their homes, and they're going to other places, living in big arenas, sleeping on cots. It's horrible. All right. Uh, About 1,500 civilian casualties so far. This is according to the United Nations Human Rights. Um, About 500 killed civilians including 30 children, uh, 860 injured, 44 children injured, and uh, it just goes on and on and on and on. Now, Putin's not making great advances. Okay, I don't know why I'm not there, and I'm not believing the propaganda that's coming out of there because we don't know why he's not making great advances. He should be, but he's not. And finally, China's Xi calls for, quote, maximum restraint in Ukraine. It sends a little bit of a signal to Putin that she's not really on board with this. She couldn't care less about Ukraine, but he's putting up his finger going, if there's a worldwide depression, that's going to be bad for China's business. That's what he's doing. Uh, Belarus, the country run by Putin next to Ukraine, sanctions coming against them, big sanctions that will ruin the economy of Belarus. You don't need to know, but it's the same banking stuff. Um, So Belarus throwing in with Putin, Putin does whatever he wants in Belarus, they're gonna get hammered as well. 70% of Belarus exports to Europe are gone. That means that country's gonna fall apart economically along with Russia. Kamala Harris, the Vice President of the United States, is traveling to Eastern Europe. She'll land tomorrow in Poland, then she'll go to Romania. I hope she doesn't run into Count Dracula there, so maybe she wraps it up before the sun goes down. Um, someday I'll tell you about my trip to uh, Romania, doing a story on Dracula. It was fascinating. Anyway, um, I don't know why she's going. Nobody can tell me why she's going, but apparently she's going to do something. So joining us now from Sacramento, California, is Senator Melissa Melendez. Uh, She is a senator for the state legislature in Sacramento. She has been around for a while. Uh, She was an assembly person. 
um, for eight years. She knows Kamala Harris, and I wanted to get her point of view. First of all, do you see, do you know why the vice president's going over to Poland and Romania? Do you know? Uh, I, I don't know. I know that her press release says she's going largely as a, you know, symbolic gesture to show unity with the NATO alliance. So I'm not sure that the vice president even thinks that her visit will have any sort of impact. So it's um, symbolic. It's a symbolic thing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It was kind of like the her going to El Paso for 20 minutes on the border. That was kind of symbolic, too, right, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I kind of feel bad. I'm not being fair to uh, Kamala Harris. I don't know her. Um, I know California pretty well. Um, when she was attorney general, I wasn't impressed with what she did. In fact, she was a she was a pretty tough prosecutor on marijuana people, if I remember correctly. What was your assessment of uh, Ms. Harris as attorney general of California? Well, I think she was plotting her future, you know, all along, and she certainly was part of the progressive group of her party. Um, but, you know, she she kind of has a glass jaw. She doesn't like to be challenged, and we've seen that over and over again when she's asked questions by the press. She doesn't really get into detail. She doesn't really exude confidence. Um, so I'm not sure what her plans are. I would imagine she's hoping that she's asked to continue being vice president and considering the Democratic bench is so anorexically thin, they will probably ask her. But, you know, Californians were largely unimpressed with her. I mean, her polling numbers in January were 28 percent. That's that's approval. Yeah, as vice president. But if I were to say to you, Senator, give me one thing that Senator uh, that uh, Kamala Harris did as attorney general that improved the state of California. Just one. Could you give me one? Yeah. I got nothing. <laughs> Real, I mean, I really, nothing. you're saying that not as a partisan. I, I know you're a Republican, yeah. but but you're saying that you just don't know anything she did that improved the state. No, I mean, you know, the the state attorney general's office largely has been, you know, an opportunity for them to go after big corporations and you know tax the rich, go after the wealthy. I've never really seen it where they've done something that largely enhances the lives of the average Californian, which is a shame. I mean, we're 40 million people here, and considering what's gone on the past two years, we could probably use the help of the attorney general's office to improve our lives. But we don't see that. We see a lot of posturing, and we see a lot of you know the kind of the talking points that come from the Democratic Party platform, and that's really not what the office is for. But that's that's what it's been used for. Well, you would think that a uh, AG in California would also um, be concerned about the massive illegal immigration into your state, which has changed everything. Um, and now yeah. the poor migrants who are in the United States illegally, they don't have money to pay record gas prices or food prices. So they're up here going, what the deuce? Um, right. But from what I understand, uh, Ms. Harris didn't, she encouraged sanctuary cities, encouraged open borders in California as AG. Is that correct? That's correct. And remember what has happened recently where those three children were killed and the person who killed them was here illegally. He had, you know, he was not supposed to be here. He was released from jail. They. ICE asked to be notified when he was released from jail so that they could, you know, handle him. And of course, because of the sanctuary state law in California, ICE was not notified. And so what happened? He got out and he went and killed 
those three children and an innocent chaperone. So yeah. this well, is you know, all- I'm sure you remember what I did with Kate Steinle and I had a federal law that got up, uh, thanks to Ted Cruz and others, uh, almost to the floor of the Senate. In fact, it was attached to another bill that Mitch McConnell knew wasn't going to pass, and that's why I despise Mitch McConnell. But Kate Steinle, it was the same thing. I mean, and that guy, he had five deportations on his sheet. He was a dope dealer, an armed dope dealer. And they allowed him to run around San Francisco. And I believe Kamala Harris was the attorney general at the time, was she not? That's correct. And that, but the, you know, the, the concern isn't for the victims when you're talking about immigration no. here. The concern is always for those who have come here just seeking a better life. Well, of course we understand those coming here seek a better life, but we are not sympathetic to those who are coming here to do harm to the people who are living here. And no, there's no, they, look, it was yeah. clear to me, and Harris didn't say a word about uh, Kate Steinle, and neither did uh, the governor. Um, Newsom. I mean, it didn't say anything about it. And it was just, it was awful. And it's clear to me that uh, virtue signaling has overwhelmed everything in California. Everything. And now people are leaving your state more than coming to the most beautiful state in the union with perhaps the best climate. And people are getting the hell out. You think that trend is going to continue in California? I do. And I'll tell you what, if gas prices continue as they are, you can see a lot more of it because there are several places in this state where gas is over $7 a gallon. Over $7. It is more expensive to buy gas in California than it is to buy it in Hawaii. If you can imagine. Well, if you have an 86 cent gasoline tax, that's what's going to happen. And Um, we asked the governor to suspend the gas tax. And he has yet to do that. What he said he wanted to do, and his party is against it, is to suspend the increase. Well, that's like a penny. I mean, who cares? Well, it'll be interesting. If Biden does it, Newsom will do it. That's the way this stuff works. Hey, Senator, we really appreciate your time. We know how busy you are. Thank you for helping us out today. You bet. Thanks for having me on, Bill. Okay. All right. So uh, President Biden went down to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, Totally a waste of money. And they're starting to annoy me. So Biden's whipping around a country on Air Force One. It costs millions of dollars for him to make these trips. We have a $30 trillion debt. He's down there. He's not, he's talking about VA health care, benefits and health care for veterans. Okay. You don't have to go to Fort Worth to do that. You can do a Zoom from Washington. The only reason he's doing this, and he does it twice a week now, is to show the American people that he's not comatose. That he can get on a plane, get off a plane, and read a prompter speech wherever he is. You don't have to spend all this taxpayer money doing this stuff. So that's what Biden did today. Total waste of money. Now, here's a poll from Quinnipiac. I got to set this up. It's a really interesting poll, but I don't believe it. But I have to report it because it's all over the Internet. Quinnipiac is a good university in Connecticut. It's good. It's poll is bad. <laughs> okay? I track this stuff. So Quinnipiac's poll, never right. I don't know why. I, I, if I can help you up there, Quinnipiac, I'll, I'll help you, but your poll is bad. But they ask a very provocative question to 1,374 U.S. adults by telephone. Not internet. That's good. So they actually talk to human beings. And the poll is 
29% Democrat, 27 Republican, that's okay. Independent, 33, other 11. What are the other? If you're not Republican, Democrat, or Independent, what are you? What? A mugwump? Mugwump was a party in this country. What are you? Okay. Anyway, here's the first question. If you were in the same position as Ukrainians are now, do you think that you would stay and fight or leave the USA? Stay and fight, 55%. I'll be with you there. I'm fighting. I'm not leaving. Leave the country, 38%. Skedaddle. I don't know where you go. Little Justin Trudeau up there in Canada and uh, Obrador in Mexico, they don't want you. Okay, so, and don't know seven. So most people would fight overall. But by party, 68% of Republicans say they would fight. Well, they are more bellicose, word of the day, than liberals are. No doubt. So 68% of the GOP are going to fight. Independent, 57 little over half. Okay. We're not giving up. We're not running away. Democrats, 40% of fighting. 60% are absconding. Another word of the day. <laughs> but when you think about it, out of the 40 who are going to split, if Putin sends tanks in here, 20% hate America now. So of course they're they're not going to fight for it. So that only is only 20% of Democrats who are really, who are really going to leave with any allegiance to their country at all. All right, second question. Do you approve or disapprove of the way Joe Biden's handling the response to Russia's invasion of Ukraine? Approve 42, disapprove 45, don't know 13. Um, mm, 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 disapprove 45. So where is that? I don't know. They don't, they don't clarify it. So there's two ways you disapprove of Biden. Number one, you think he's a wuss and he should be bombing the hell out of Moscow or, you know, provoking a shoot war. OK, I'd say maybe 20 percent of Americans feel that way. The others say, no, it's not worth blowing up the planet for Ukraine. Then there is a crew that says, Ooh, uh, no, this is America's fault. They're on the right. Now, some of them, of course, the squad are on the left, but there's a contingent on the far right that says, no, it's America's fault. We, we annoyed Putin. And so he's right to go in there and do this. I, I mean, I, just, I see this stuff and I go, what? So I guess that is part of the disapproval. Um, he's not tough enough or it's our fault. OK, back home. Now, this is a story I was debating on doing because Andrew Cuomo, you don't care about him. I know you don't. I don't care about him. I'm glad he's gone. All right. He's a bad governor of New York. Bad. But he is involved with something that does mean uh, that has meaning. OK, so Cuomo, he quits because of misbehavior accusations. We all know the story. Not because he let people with COVID into nursing homes, which was far worse than any misbehavior allegation. And that one, nobody even cared about. I mean, with thousands of elderly in New York that died because of that 
stupid policy by Governor Cuomo. But anyway, so he gives his first speech since he quit, all right, to the God's Battalion of Prayer Church in Brooklyn. God's Battalion of Prayer Church. Okay. And here's what he says. Go. The truth, the truth is the so-called cancer culture mentality is growing and is dangerous and Democrats must beware. The actions against me, the actions against me were prosecutorial misconduct. With cancel culture, we now live in a frightening new world. We've never been here before. Any accusation can trigger condemnation without facts, without due process. We are a nation of laws. We are not a nation of tweets. Oh, he's right. But we are a nation of tweets now. Nation of laws, due process, gone. Because his liberal cohorts destroyed it. Okay? That's why. All right, so he's right. Cuomo's right, what he just said. But here's what Andrew Cuomo said about Brett Kavanaugh, who was in exactly the same spot as Cuomo himself. Go. There is a disrespect for women that this administration chronically uh, exemplifies. After the Me Too movement, they did absolutely nothing when it came to sexual harassment. Uh, they have always diminished the charges of women. Always. That's exactly what Cuomo's doing. That was three and a half years ago. We remember here, Governor, talk about a phony Blumenthal in Connecticut, Cuomo in New York. Happiest cities in the USA. Remember that song, Happy? I kind of like that song. They played it way too much, but it was happy. Who's the guy who did that? You guys remember who he did? I don't know. He doesn't do it. Farrell, 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 somebody, right? Okay, good song. So WalletHub, uh, they put out a list of the happiest cities. And here they are. Ready? Most joyous city in the United States, Fremont, California. Now, that is a suburb of San Francisco. Very prosperous. All right, on the peninsula there. I guess they're happy. I've been to Fremont. I mean, you know, it's fine. Columbia, Maryland. I don't know much about Columbia. I think I've been through there, but I don't know. Now, third happiest city, San Francisco. This blows up Wallet Hub. San Francisco is not a happy city. There's a revolution in that city. There is a crime wave unprecedented in that city. Are you dumb, Wallet Hub? San Jose, same thing. Radical left, craziness all over it. Irvine, California. Now that, Irvine and Orange County, that I can see being a happy place. So you got the beaches down there, you got Huntington, you got Newport, you got Laguna, you got nice mountains behind you, you got a great climate, good restaurants. Yeah, I, I could be happy there. Not in San Francisco, Wallet Hub. So you got to be careful about all of this stuff. All right, here is a very fascinating this day in history, okay? History repeats itself. So 105 years ago, March 8th, 1917, the Russian Revolution begins. And what happened there was that in World War I, 
Russia had more casualties than any other country, not only in the war, but in any battle of all time. Russia was wiped out in World War I. It was a czar system. The czar was the king, okay? And the king didn't really much care about what happened to the Russian people, and they were eating dirt. Literally. They had no food. It was destitute. So the people rose up, as they hope they will do against Putin, and threw Tsar Nicholas II out. Gone. It took a few weeks, but today was the beginning of it. Okay? Now, they replaced the Tsar, who took off before he got beheaded, all right, with a system whereby local councils ruled the country. Okay? Those councils were called Soviets. I did not know that. I should have. I didn't. Now, that lasted for about 15 minutes because then uh, Lenin and the boys came up, the Bolsheviks from Switzerland, where they were hiding out, and they eventually took over and it was a communist regime until 1991 when it exploded, okay, under the weight of the people said, we're sick of this. Putin came out of that communist mentality, that totalitarian gulag mentality. No freedom. No one counts but the rulers. Putin's really like Tsar Nicholas. He's, it's the same mentality. He doesn't care whether his people are not going to have much. Their Russian economy is devastated, all right? And they're not coming back anytime soon. But Putin doesn't care. Putin's got his 200 billion stash someplace, and I hope we find it. But this whole mentality, the communist mentality, and here's a kicker on this. And again, this started 108 years ago today. Communist governments are estimated to have killed in this world more than 100 million human beings, most of them dying from starvation. The big two are Russia and China. Mao Zedong starved his own people. But then you have offshoots, Vietnam, North Korea, Cuba, a hundred million human beings killed under communist regimes. Okay, good mail segment and a final thought in a moment. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call. And they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, let's get to the mail. Janet, President Trump tried his best to persuade Europe not to sign on with Russia for their energy, warning them this could happen. Exactly right. And there's video to prove it. Trump said, don't buy from Putin. Exactly right. Thanks for pointing it out, Janet. All right, Robert Duquesnay, Chandler, Arizona. I feel that no matter how much U.S. oil is produced, it will still be tied to the world price. Yes, but it can bring down the world price if U.S. oil floods the market. Paulette Summonhalter, Emerson, New Jersey. Bill Jensaki in her news conference mentioned 9,000 permits not being used by oil companies to drill. Why aren't they being used? Because, as I said at the top of the show, you need to have regulations before you can even go down. And the regulations are so onerous that the oil companies are going, we're not going to buy that. It's too expensive. Betty Watts, Cleburne, Texas. I find it interesting that Putin made moves to protect his yacht, yet his oligarchs are having their seas. That tells me his cronies were not aware of what he was planning. Of course they weren't. Putin doesn't tell anybody what he's going to do. You know, Putin got his yacht into Soviet territory, Soviet, Russian territory, but he didn't tell anybody what he was going to do. But Putin is smart enough to figure out that, hey, if my yacht's in international waters, they're going to grab it. Um, Eric Almonte, Eric didn't give a town, but I'm using it because it's a good letter. Name and town, please. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Bill at BillOReilly.com. Name and town. Okay. Bill just said on tonight's program that Bill Barr should have called for a special prosecutor. Barr said he did send out FBI agents and they didn't see any substantial evidence of fraud. Yeah. Okay. But he sent them out and it was a week. You gotta, you gotta go really under this fraud stuff. Isn't like right here. You gotta dig it out. Larry, concierge member, Bill. Uh, what do you think about the recent findings in Wisconsin about the 2020 election? It was a Republican investigation. I read it. it. I know there was fraud in Wisconsin. I don't know how much, but it's not gonna get anywhere because they didn't introduce it to the courts. Judy Nelms, Littleton, Colorado, outside of Denver. Capitalism is a problem with regard to discourse in the United States. That's what you said to John Stewart. I don't understand. If people are getting paid to hate on television and radio, which they are, that's capitalism. Supply and demand. There is a demand for hatred, Judy. And the corporate media is supplying that. They're paying for hate. That was my point. Michael Dennis, Auburn, New York. Bill, you and your staff are sharp. My family thanks you for what you were doing. We watch the No Spin News during our evening meal. And the kids look forward to the word of the day. That is fun. I got a good one for you tonight. Okay. So um, I'm going to be in Chicago in Waukegan suburb, Chicagoland, Genesee Theater, March 31st. 
Ticketmaster.com. O'Reilly Genesee Theater. We'll see you there. VIP is already sold out. But it's a small theater. You can see me. We're going to have a great time. Okay? So that's March 31st. And then uh, Killing the Killers flying out of here on advance because we're giving you a free regret your 2020 vote yet sticker when you buy in advance on BillOReilly.com. Here is the word of the day. Do not be bovine. B-O-V-I-N-E. New word. Bovine. Okay, kids, look it up. Back with a final thought in a moment. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, here's the final thought of the day on April 1st. Right after I come back from Chicago on the 31st, I'm giving a keynote address at Geraldo Rivera's charity. Garden City Hotel, almost sold out, but I think there are a few seats available. This is April 1st in the evening, Garden City Hotel, and the charity is called Life Work, okay, W-O-R-C. Now, this is fascinating. It's the 50th anniversary, and this came about because Geraldo Rivera is a good reporter, all right? He did a story when he was working at Channel 7 in New York on Willowbrook, which was a home that had kids with problems, emotional and mental problems, and they were being abused, and Geraldo exposed it. Big story, and it made Geraldo's career. So Geraldo gave back, all right? He founded this charity to help children with autism or other disorders, and it's been in motion for 50 years. It's a great charity, and I am very honored to give the keynote address. Again, that's April 1st, Garden City Hotel. The charity supports Um, children and people with intellectual disabilities and autism in Queens, Manhattan, Nassau, and Suffolk counties. Now, if you can't get a ticket, if you can't come, on the screen, please, you can give them a donation. All right? It's lifeswork.org. See it? See how it's spelled? Okay? L-I-F-E-S-W-O-R-C.org. You can donate to it. Now, there are two types of people in the United States. There are the people who are generous and help others. Now, if you've got a kid with autism or any mental disability or emotional disability, you know how devastating that is. They need help. And we're going to help them because that's what we do. And I think most Americans are on board with that. But there are those who look away. I call it the look away society. They don't want to see autistic kids. They don't want to deal with it. Now, autistic kid... I mean, that is really a rough one, okay? So they have difficulty uh, speaking. 
they, uh, social isolation, lack of eye contact, poor language skills, no empathy. I mean, oh, you can imagine if your child had autism and how difficult it is. And these parents are heroes and they need help. Because when the, when the child gets older, they have to go to a place, a place. And that's what Geraldo does. So I was very happy when he asked me, I said, look, we're not going to talk about illegal immigration on this. He goes, no, no, we're going to be pals. And you do the keynote address. You say what you want, which I will, which I will. So again, that is at the Garden City Hotel on Long Island on April 1st, 50th anniversary gala of Life Work, Geraldo Rivera's charity. It's going to be a big smash success. And I hope you will not look away. I hope you will send whatever you can. I know times are tough. We all know that. But whatever you can to that charity. Okay, we're going to post it on BillOReilly.com in case you missed it. Uh, we'll have that on there posted. Just go in there and um, you, can, uh, you can send them whatever you want. All right. Thank you very much for watching and listening this evening. We will see you tomorrow.